Hi, this is Adam, a.k.a. Casey Jones from Casey Jones Livewire, and you're listening to Epic Tales from the Sewers. Time for a knuckle sandwich, punk. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Epic Tales from the Sewers. I am your host, Justin. Eric couldn't be with us today, but I have a very special guest. Our guest today is uh, Mr. Mateus Santaluco. You may know him from such series as The Secret History of the Foot Clan, all the issues of that one, City Fall, the series arc with uh, Dark Leonardo, issues 21 through 28, The Secret History of the Foot Clan, which I just mentioned, and Shredder in Hell, all five issues of that. Um, writing and doing the art on. I, w- I want to welcome you, uh, Mr. Mateus Santaloco. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. So uh, I, I have been going over a lot of the comics. Just uh, you, you had a really big impact on the Turtles. Uh, I, I don't know. Do you ever do you ever think about that? Like uh, there's a big chunk of this history that you're responsible for. Yeah. At, at first... I, I thought it was a little bit like surreal, a surreal feeling, you know, when, uh, I mean, the first time I chat via email with Kevin Ismail, I was like, what, what's happening? What the fuck is going on? But, uh, but at some point, I mean, it's work and you got it. you got, you kind of try to naturalize it in your daily life and not to think too much about it. Otherwise you can get like, you can choke, you know, you can oh, yeah. like, get, stuck, get nervous and stuff like that. So, so yeah, but uh, but looking back, looking back at, uh, I mean, I've I've worked with the turtles with uh, the sequential art uh, for almost nine years or something like that, and looking back, I'm, I'm uh, looking back, I'm really really happy with the impact that my work have had on on all the fans and and yeah, it was great. Yeah, what what got you into turtles in the, in the first place? Like, um, did you like them as a kid? Did you uh, have the the toys the the comic books. Uh, what, what's your history with turtles? So uh, here in Brazil, the the comics they didn't get they didn't get out here uh, uh, until the, the the cartoon was was being aired on on on, on Monday Monday shows uh, Monday no morning shows uh, kids morning shows and and I was in school uh, in the mornings uh, so I didn't have that much chance to to watch the cartoon show and. So I, I was familiar with it. I mean, I, I knew it existed, but I didn't, I didn't have too much access to it. And then uh, all of a sudden, these arcade machines with the with the first TMT game for arcade were like were like everywhere here in my town. And and I, obviously, I, I recognized it from from the show, and, and I started playing. And I got I got really addicted to it. And that's what 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 hooked me up in the turtles. And then once I was hooked in the in the in the arcade, then I started like to programming my VCR to record the the, 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 the cartoon show. Since I was in school, I couldn't watch it, so I, I programmed the, the VCR to record it. And when the when the movies came out, the, the, 
the 90 movies, Jim Henson movies, I was like blown away by it. I became like a huge Turtle fan uh, since then. And, and I was like, at, at that time, I mean, I, I've always draw, uh, I've always draw since, I, I don't remember when I started drawing, but at that time, for like two or three years playing that game and watching the movies and watching the cartoon show, I would, all, I, all I, I was drawing were service, you know? So if if we were to play the arcade game, who's your go-to? Who who do you pick? Oh, Donatello for sure. Donatello, okay. Is he is yeah, he your favorite? Yeah. Uh, not actually my favorite. I, I don't I don't I don't think I have like a favorite turtle. That's it changed from time to time. Yeah, it changed from time to time. I mean, there, there were periods that I were like, ah, I think I I'm more into Michelangelo right now. And sometimes when I was drawing the books, uh, there were times that I were like, I was more into drawing Leonardo, sometimes Raphael. It changed from time to time. I like them all, of course. But in the game, you know, Donatello has the bigger range. Yeah. So he is better for. for oh, I, I totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, mentioned something interesting about how your uh, your favorite could change. You had such a, a definitive arc with Leonardo, where he, you know, goes and joins the Foot Clan and all that, and a, a lot of a lot of the Foot Clan lore and all that came directly from you. You you kind of are the Foot Clan guy, you know? But um, with yeah. this, um, are you are you excited to see Dark Leonardo coming back in Armageddon game? Uh, I am, I am. I was really happy to, to have the chance to to, to, to draw him again on, on one, of, one of the covers. And I mean, I'm not really aware of... All of it, what's going on in Armageddon again, all of that. I mean, uh, I've been away for like two years or something of the Turtles just doing covers. So I have like a rough idea of what's going on, but uh, but I don't know which part uh, Dark Leo will play in the in the whole plot. So I'm curious. I'm curious to find out. Yeah, yeah, it's starting to get good. And, and uh, what we know about Leonardo is that Dark Leo is this power that he has to unlock in himself uh to be able to fight the rat king and all that. And that's just kind of where it's gotten. I haven't read the, the newest issues. They're not out yet, but um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's moving along. And yeah, it's, and it's really connected to, 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 I mean, not directly to, to rat king, but, uh, but to, to this whole, like the pantheon of demigods. gods, uh, yep. back to you is kind of connected with that. So I think it's, it's well played. With Kitsune and, and all of them. And, you know, yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, Man, it's 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 so interesting in how there is this pantheon of gods, and it's in in um, you know it's it's right like uh, a Greek or Roman mythology unto itself, and, yeah. and such strange characters. So there's a there's an interesting story about the, the how how uh, a few things came to be uh, because. Well, I created Kitsune when I was like doing the the storyline for Secret History. Uh, uh, Eric Burnham wrote the script with me, but the, the storyline I was writing on my own. And I created Kitsune to 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 have this like this uh, mystical aspect of rather coming back to resurrecting in the present, you know, and being this kind of immortal being. Uh, but I had no idea she would be like. A member of a, a family of the gods. That's this is Tom. This is Tom stuff. And then Tom started to, to to build that up and put a Red King. And in the issues where uh, when we introduced Red King, I was drawing, and there was this uh, manuscript or something that April was studying, 
and have this all these demigods, the one that appears on Ghostbusters versus Turtles, Ghostbusters and Turtles, and and other demigods, Red King and all. And I and I draw like just just to play since uh, the name of the first incarnation of Shredder was Takeshi Tatsuo, that means a, a, a dragon warrior. Uh, I, I just draw a dragon in there. It was not on the script, and I draw a dragon on the manuscript just to play with, with the idea that maybe Shredder has some some part of that uh, in, in that that story. And and I didn't mention to to the guys. I didn't mention to Bobby. I didn't mention to Tom. I just I just put it there, like like a, my little my little uh, personal Easter egg. And but Tom but Tom got it. And then they start to build this story about the dragon being the father of all of them. And it was, when, when I realized that, I wrote to Tom, "What the fuck, man? This is <laughs> this is great. It, I, yeah, I'm glad you so know. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you know this. So and then when when I got to to roll Shredder in Hell, which I just like pick it up on the idea and build it around that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was crazy. I mean, the it, what was it like doing the artwork and, and writing for that one? I mean, is that like a like a two-year task to get like five issues done. It was sort of. It was. It was. But but mainly because I I was like I, I was trying to uh, outpass myself I, I guess and doing like more refined work and with with great tones and using copics in every page and and that took took a lot of work and a lot of time to to get done and so the writing was not that. That uh, uh, time expensive, I mean, uh, but uh, time consuming. But but the artwork was 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 it was what what, what made the book got got uh, get late a few times because it's it was so too much work. Though. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's it's absolutely gorgeous, and and I mean it's like these hellscapes and all that. You know, it um it reminded me of I, I don't know if you're a fan of. Uh, uh, the Green Lantern at all, but there's a plant planet that they have called Yasmalt, where your uh, your Red Lanterns come from, and it's just like this hellscape with like all this craziness going on. And I'm just like, oh man, th that's what this reminds me of with this insane detail. Nice, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I like I like Green Lantern, but uh, and I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm aware of the red the Red Lanterns, but uh, it's like an Alan Moore story, like way back, yeah. You know? Yeah, but it's not related to like Darkest Night or something like that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh. Blackest Night. It, it would be. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's all these things tie in. So. <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah. Uh, so a couple questions. So you're you're going through and you're really developing the Foot Clan. Uh, do, do you feel that at their core the uh, the Foot Clan is honorable, or do you feel that they're so far removed from that? Hmm. Uh, I think that in this version, at least, uh, we, uh, Tom and, and and when I was drawing, when I was writing as well, I think we tried to make that there's some honor in their plan, but there's some also there's this there's this power that corrupts this honor, you know, that mm -hmm. they are, and Shredder especially is so into that. That idea that he's destined to to something, and the honor is gone when when he starts to pursue that. And, but but the way we build it with with I mean with with uh, 
Splinter being a part uh, was a part of the food plan and all that. I mean, there there is honor there, and I'm I'm, I'm eager to see what they're going to do now with Karai, because yeah. I know they have plans. They have plans for that, and so let's see let's see how how it goes. But yeah, and I mean honor can be uh, mis uh, can be it can be tricky, you know, because everything is is about a point of view, and sometimes you you can. You can perceive yourself as being honorable and being like doing the right thing, but uh, it's all about where you're standing and where you're looking at. Uh, so yeah, maybe the foot clan is is in that place, in that gray area where where they can do really bad things, and and they think they are right, but when we look at to the other side, we can tell they they are really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's always been one of the differences that I've noticed with Karai versus with uh, Oroku Saki is that she always seems to have some sort of semblance of wanting to maintain honor. And, and um, you, you pick up on that, too, like with Jenica when Splinter takes over the Foot Clan and all that. But, yeah, Shredder just seems like it, in like before he like the first hundred issues and all that Shredder just seems like he's kind of devoid of honor, you know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's the. I mean, sometimes he, he seems like and he seems like just this flat character, you know, that is just evil and there's nothing, nothing to it. But every once, every once in a while, we had to, we we got to see this this new layers about about his personality and what he is pursuing, and and you can tell that he is he is someone that he is. At least until issue 100 and, and Shredder in Hell, he is deluded with power. You know, he's oh, yeah. like he, he's on a mission, and he, he doesn't care who he has to step on it to to get to the to his goal. And so yeah, that's that's so probably most of most of of bad guys in the world are, are like that. They're thinking they're they're thinking they're doing the right thing. They're, they're pursuing this mission and they. But when they don't care about uh, who they are hurting to, to get there, that's what makes them evil. Yeah, and, and I mean, he was just throwing people in the beginning at, at Splinter. So it's like you could tell he just didn't care. He's like, whatever, I have more people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's such a compelling character, especially after reading the, uh, the, the Secret Origins of the Foot Clan and Shredder in Hell. And then, you know, now you're seeing Shredder come back as a ghost, and he's he's uh, well, not really a ghost, I guess, but he's trying to help out with uh, preparing the turtles for Armageddon game. And um, yeah. I, I can't help but think a little bit of Magneto. Like there's a little bit of Magneto in him where you know mm -hmm. when he switches sides to kind of help. And you know, it's it, it it's it's funny because you, you had mentioned how the Shredder can be seen as flat, like oh he's just evil and all that. And I, I always thought he was such a compelling character because you never really know what his motivation is and. You know how he's going to get there. I mean, this guy would like probably cut off his own arm to get there. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's he's super yeah. determined. And and um, the, there's a really cool scene in the uh, the animated Batman versus the Ninja Turtles where the Shredder actually defeats Batman, which I, I thought was amazing because it's like okay, he did it, but literally it cost him everything, and he almost died doing it. Is that yeah. is that your read on Shredder? Is he is he at that tier where he could take Batman one on one? Ah, uh, I, I guess know that's so, a man. super geeky question, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but I guess I guess I mean, 
as far as I know, he's he's kind of immortal, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if he he survived all that long with uh, you know uh, having his head cut off and then returned to him and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's interesting, man. And I I like uh, there's there's definitely some some versions of these video games where you can play as Shredder, I believe. You know, um, I, I know there, there's yeah. a couple. Hopefully they'll they'll do that the new one, but. I, I I was Shredder for uh, for Halloween, so <laughs> he's not my favorite character, but I think he's definitely one of like the best villains in all of Comicton. I I think he's just yeah. uh, that sort of like, oh, what's this guy about? He looks amazing. So. Yeah, I really like Shredder. I mean, when I was like a kid reading the comics, I was not really interested in him, uh, probably because I. I, I I had the, the image of the of the eighties cartoon in my head. It was really silly. Uh, uh, someone that you can defeat that showing a, a trash can in it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, but but with this version of AEW, I became very fond of him and of the character. Uh, and without the without the chances that, that were, were given to me to work with the character and do all this stuff. So yeah. So now I'm really. I'm really happy that people see me as the Shredder guy, you know. Yeah, I I definitely kind of do, you know. I, it, it's it's funny because certain people have like those those iconic pictures of things. Like I mentioned, Dark Leo before. It's like if you look up a picture of Dark Leo, it's your artwork, you know. Yeah. But but like for Shredder, it's it's pretty much a toss up. Like it's it's pretty much going to be you, or maybe it'll be Dan Duncan, you know. So it's yeah. that's it's kind of like the 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 Shredder guys. So. <laughs> just because he came out with with it for the the beginning of the the series, but yeah, yeah. there's worse things. You know, you you could have been like the uh, you know the Baxter Stockman guy or something. You know, who's <laughs> also a great character. Yeah, but not yeah. yeah. Character. I, I remember uh, at at one point when when Bobby was still on the on the run on on IDW, uh, I asked him. So I, I I asked him one time. So when when are you going to allow me to to turn Baxter into a fly? <laughs> and he said, "Well, we actually have plans to be the only version where Baxter never becomes a fly." <laughs> so I love that. Didn't happen. I love it yeah. because that is that is the best villain I think in in this entire series is Baxter Stockman just pulling the strings behind. And it's a regular guy, and he's just really shitty. So yeah, know, it's <laughs> like. Like now he's the mayor, and you know he's backbiting everybody and helping fund Armageddon game. You're like, wow, you couldn't do this if you were a fly, could you? <laughs> but I will say the fly is like he looks awesome in fly form, and he's just so cool. <laughs> yeah, I was loving him growing up. I was loving him. Oh yeah, Baxter yeah, fly. Yeah. He's he's so cool. I, I I think Baxter's really underrated, and you know, um, but I, I wanted to ask you about like your style of art. Is specifically like the the way that the turtles look because you were the first one to kind of imagine them with this particular look and it, it really kind of stuck and struck a chord with a lot of people and it's like instead of having like the big pronounced beaks everything's got like shorter in the face you could really emphasize the facial expressions and all that where did your style come from well if, you, if you're going to talk about drawing drawing wise comes from a lot of places that uh, growing up, I was like a huge uh, Gene Lee fan and Scott Campbell, and I, I was like drinking those guys, the the their drawing, or like, putting everything on the on the on my mixer, 
but also I was really into uh, Mobius and Katsuhiro Tomo, uh, Akira mainly. Uh, that that's what I knew. So I was like throwing everything. This my manga from Katsuhiro Tomo, European comics from Mobius, and American comic books from Jin Lee mainly. And I was like throwing everything, all of that in my mixer and trying to build my style, you know. Sometimes mm -hmm. I was just like straight up copy, copy those guys. And, and, and then, so my drawing style comes from this mixture of influences. Uh, but with the Turtles uh, being, being a fan for so long, uh, Way before uh, I start working with IDW, way before I was start working in comics, actually, I was I was doing back then uh, illustration for advertisement here in Porto Alegre, and and I and I and I, and I, I got I got some uh, emulator to play the, the the arcade game on my computer. I was like, oh man, uh, I really uh, it would be really nice if the turtles were not all the same, just with different different colors. If they had like different uh, body shapes and facial facial features, uh, and I did the first drawing I did that the turtles were different from each other, where you can tell which was which one was 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 Michelangelo, which one was Donatello, just by by their faces and by the the, the physical structure was back in two thousand five, if I'm not wrong, and it was just like a simple sketch that I posted on DeviantArt and. And when I got the chance to, to work with IDW, uh, what my immediate thought was, well, I, I got to take this idea and take to the comics, right? Now that I'm, I'm going to do this officially, I, got, I have to, to do this in the comics. And strangely enough, I, I, I'm not sure if it was just a coincidence, a, a coincidence or not, but I started doing that before the 2012 uh, show, the Nickelodeon show, that, uh, uh, was uh, start to be here, mm -hmm. and and there were a lot of similarities, you know. That I tell you, Stoller, and the only thing that that I do differently is my Raphael is always the shorter guy because I I've, I've, I've always imagined him as the Wolverine of yep. the Turtles, so I make him shorter than than anyone else. And in the show, I think he's taller than than Raphael, something like that, uh, a little bit. But, I think so he's, that, I that's think he's not as short as Mikey on the show. Yeah, yeah, I think Mikey is the shortest, shorter. Um, so yeah, so but there was a lot of similarities, and I mean, I think these ideas were were out there. I was not the only one thinking about that, and I just had the chance to do the comics first, and um, and Ciro got the chance to do it in the show, you know. Yep. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, I, I think um, they used your artwork style for the uh, for the PlayStation game for the Turtles uh, video game. I don't know if yeah, played, uh, that's yeah, really mutants cool. in yeah, mutants in Manhattan. Yeah, that's pretty great. I I beat that game. I I loved it, and it it had a lot of fun stuff like between like oh here's Bebop and he's throwing bombs at you and uh, a wing nut. And it's like oh okay, this isn't exactly like it was in the comics, but it's cool and yeah. Uh, that's got to be a feather in your cap. That's that's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah I was really, I was I was really excited. They they used my arts work, and, and it was weird. I find out about that about this game. Uh, uh, 
I got an email from Activision and they were like, hey, we're doing this turtle game and it will be released soon. And we think we, you are perfect to do the cover of the game. Uh, so this is the, the model sheet and they sent in my drawing. <laughs> so of course I'm perfect. This is my drawing. <laughs> and I don't know if the person, the, the assistant who, was, who, who sent me the email was not aware. But I'm sure I'm sure they were aware, and so yeah, so I did I did the, the cover and I did a, a poster for a GameSpot that was also through Activision, and and I was really glad that in the end of the of the game, the, there's like a thank you note to Tom and to me, so that that was really awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I'll I'll have to beat it again so I can see that. I haven't played in a little while, but I mean that's. That's still out. I think it's on PlayStation Four and Xbox and all those. So, yeah, 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 it's everywhere. Such a cool art style, and it really lent itself towards that type of game. Like, yeah, uh, no. I didn't play it that much. Uh, uh, I, I, I wish I had a chance to play with friends, you know, but I, I only played alone. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was the nice. The cool thing about it is that they had. Um, it was like a free world. It was like playing Spider-Man, but you're playing the turtles. So it's like, oh, yeah. okay, that's that's interesting. I've never seen that before. And then mm -hmm. they they had like sneak attacks where you could sneak up on people and do like ninja takedowns. And and I've never seen that in any other turtle game. So that was that was fun. It, and I'm I'm not a great gamer. I just I love turtles, so it's I would have been playing that anyway. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but you, but but you have played you have played the the new one, the Revenge of Shredder. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. I, beautiful I love that game. game. It's a beautiful game. You you can just play one level at a time. So if you have five minutes, you just want to play that that level. You're fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the yeah. music, oh, the music is so good. They yeah, got uh, it's amazing. They have Mike Patton from Faith No More. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. This is amazing. So yeah, I, I'm a big fan. Yeah, and it's not a surprise that that was the biggest video game of of last year, probably until these new ones come out. But you know, or not. And, 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 and I heard that Mike Patton is a is a big turtle fan as well. Yeah, probably that's why he's there. You know, there's a, there's a curious thing. Uh, a friend of mine from São Paulo, uh, his his brother in law lives in Australia with his sister, and they have a child called Mikey. Because of Michelangelo, that's cute. And and the godfather of the child is Mike Patton. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding, man. Oh, I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I, I'm a big fan. Shout out to Shout out to true. Phantomus and all that. So yeah. shout, shout out to Mike Patton. We'll have to, we'll yeah. have to tag him in this in this interview. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I, I love I love Lovage. I love Lovage. You know, oh, yeah. for Mike Patton. Is, is that that's yeah. his other side project one? Like he's got so yeah, many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was. It's, I, one of, it's one of his side projects, yeah. I saw Phantomus and um, I wanted to see Mr. Bungle, and I think I've seen um, I've seen Faith No More at least twice, I, I want to say. But um, yeah, no, I, I love their stuff. Well, they, they were I never seen him. I never seen him live. I would love to, yeah. I didn't see him when he jumped and did a flip into the crowd, but I would have loved to have seen that. <laughs> I mean, you talk about some ninja moves. It's like, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. You know, yeah. 
I don't know that I could do that at my age now. So, you know, it's, it's really awesome that you do that. That's cool. I didn't realize we were talking about Mike Patton. That's that's. Uh, <laughs> so w- what do you like to listen to when you draw or do you like complete silence? Do you like like classical? Do you watch episodes of like Seinfeld or The Office? Like what, what do you like when you create? Yeah. When I, when I was younger, I used to like watch shows while I was drawing. Seinfeld, Friends, and whatever was playing on on cable, and but but then then I started like to picking like uh, the vibe for the project, you know. So and and sometimes the vibe from of of the the pace I have to work on. So if I if I'm getting late on deadlines, sometimes I put like heavy metal. Just like to be like the, the drum guy in the end of the of the ship, you know, like oh, yeah. giving the pace to the to to the work. But with the turtles, I mainly mainly listen from from most of the time uh, hip hop, and it, it could be like Brazilian hip hop or uh, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, stuff like that. Yeah, we, we were talking to another artist, uh, Hugh Rookwood, about uh, what he likes. And uh, he was mentioning Wu-Tang with when he draws turtles. And I'm like, I, I see it, you know. Um, they they yeah, have yeah. that vibe, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Urban New York City sort of hip-hop in, in, like, the late 80s. I'm like, that would have been the same time that they were coming out. So it makes yeah, sense and a lot of what they would be into. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of reference to Kung Fu and stuff like that. So, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. That's that's really neat. Um, with this, I wanted to ask you about um, the project that you're working on called Stout Club. So with this, um, so you said that you were working with some other Brazilian creators to um, kind of create, uh, was it uh, like properties for uh, comic books? Can you talk about Stout Club a little bit? Yeah, so Stout Club is a company that uh, we started. Uh, we, uh, it's me, Rafael Buquerque, uh, from American Empire and Batman and all that stuff. Uh, Eduardo Medeiros. Uh, which is a Brazilian uh, cartoonist. He's really famous here. But and he did a, a, some stuff for, for Marvel, some short stories. Uh, and now he, he has his book published, just published now from Bionic Press, uh, called Open Bar. I suggest everyone take a look. It's amazing. And and also Rafael Scavoni, who is a writer, and work with, uh, well, a lot of DC projects, Hit Girl, uh, with Mark Miller and stuff like that. And we are sort of a comic, comic producer uh, company. We create IPs and try to make them happen in comics mainly uh, uh, at first. And we have a few projects uh, already published. Uh, uh, one by Dark Horse, uh, a few, a few uh, with Dark Horse actually, one when one by all, by Hafabgarki is called Eight, uh, and Magic Order that is written by Scavoni and drawn by Albuquerque with Dark Horse as well, and we are doing this partnership with Comicsology now. We put uh, we we closed the first deal that was a four book deals and three of them are published already. Is uh, Red Tag with Roger Cruz. We used to work a lot on on X-Men back in the 90s, and now he's doing Robin for DC. Uh, Roger Cruz and Scavoni Reed uh, wrote all these books. So Scavoni and Roger Cruz on Red Tag, Scavoni and Rafael de la Torre, who is doing uh, 
Daredevil now, if I'm not wrong, for, for Marvel. Uh, uh, the, the project is called Hailstone, which is sort of a horror sci-fi in Western, in a Western uh, set. And great. yeah, it's great. And and the other one with Scavoni writing and Eduardo Medeiros uh, drawing that's called Funny Creek. That's the story about this uh, little girl who experienced a trauma and got dragged into her favorite cartoon. And it may seem like a, a story for kids, but there is a backstory that most adults will, will relate to. So, yeah. So, so the, and now, and comicsology, you were saying? Yeah, the, this, the, the three I mentioned, they are for, uh, through comicsology. They are, they are, they're there. Amazon Prime uh, subscribers can read it for free. And, and that's the next project uh, is, is one I'm working on. I can I can really talk about it right now. Is is that's the reason I left the Turtles? It was to work on this project. I, I've been working on it for the past on the past two years, and it's probably going to be out next year. And uh, and we close a new deal, and we're we're starting working on a, a new a new batch of books, and with all these amazing artists and. Uh, that will be a book from Rafael Albuquerque, more books from Eduardo, more books from, from Scavoni as well. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been a fun ride. And creating the properties, creating ideas. We have a, a bunch of ideas that are just like, uh, that it didn't happen yet, but they are there waiting waiting to see the sunlight. And yeah. You never know, fun. too. Sometimes these things yeah. find your way and you're like, oh, I had that idea for this thing once, so... Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Hi, this is Francois Chow. I am the Shredder from Secret of the Ooze. And uh, it's been a pleasure for me to talk to Justin and Eric on Epic Tales from the Sewers. It's been great, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. And, um, uh, oh, I oh, no, I, I, I already asked that question. Oh, and also, and also by, by the way, uh, uh, a few of these books are, are already scheduled. A few of the, the comicsology books are already scheduled to to come to come out through to Dark Horse as well. Dark, uh, Dark Horse and Comicsology they have this this partnership as well. So once the books are out from Comicsology, Dark Horse, uh, the, the, the Comicsology originals, I mean, uh, Dark Horse is picking uh, their favorites to, to publish on paper. So oh, awesome. funny. Funny Creek that I mentioned before is going to be out. I, I, I think it's now in December, and next March will be Hellstone, that is the horror 
sci-fi in the western that's great. old west old west old west horror sci-fi that's what i say that's great yeah i noticed comiXology is, is printing a couple of these i saw the um the scott snyder and greg capullo did the uh, we are demons or in, in that i was really shocked to see that they printed it because i thought that was yeah. going to be an exclusive so it's this yeah, is yeah. a brand new way of approaching publishing yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like it's a, it's a combined deal once you sign with comiXology you you, you may be signed to with that course as well so it's it's a matter of, of I, I guess a matter of they join the project or if they have a lot of views in the in the app, uh, Dark Horse will pick their favorites to, to publish. And yeah, well, what, what Scott Snyder is doing with uh, with his company with on, on Comicsology is pretty much the same as we on Stout Club are doing. Uh, and, uh, and I mean, uh, Rafael Bukerke is doing a project one of this one of the Scott Snyder projects. Uh, for next year, it's called Death and Cover. I think it was announced announced now on on Top Bubble. That was this weekend, right? And so, yeah, yeah. that's great. I, and, and I mean, you're, you're talking about like a whole bunch of creative powerhouses too. So you know, this is yeah. this is awesome. I'm looking forward to reading all of those. So it, I mean, especially the you said it's a horror western. That's that's like right in my wheelhouse. So like, yes, yeah. that's exactly what I want to read. So that's that's pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's great, and the artwork is gorgeous. I mean, if you if you don't know how Paolo de la Torre work, you should check it out. It's amazing. How could you not? He did a lot, it, it, I mean, it's like he just did like a huge run of Batman, and and you know before that it was the X Men. So it's like, yeah, you know. But um, you you mentioned Dark Horse a couple times. Um, do you think that we'll see any any um, any Hellboy from you? Because uh, you you've done some some really cool looking Hellboys that I've seen. Yeah, well, back back when I was, when I was doing the turtles, uh, Dark Horse uh, reached out for me to draw to draw some Hellboy. I, I, I'm not, I don't remember exactly which, if it was Hellboy or if it was like the the uh, 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 the BPRD. The BPRD, yeah, yeah. yeah I always BPRD. <laughs> yeah. So, but but. You know, I was committed with the turtles, so I, I, I couldn't take the job back then. But since then, there was no new proposals. Uh, but I would love to do it, yeah. Wouldn't that be cool to do a crossover? Because you got the chops, you could do both characters. So <laughs> yeah. that'd be amazing. And, and I know, um, I know, Usagi just uh, left IDW and is over at Dark Horse now. You know, um, do you have? Uh, do you have any uh, any plans to do like any uh, any covers for Dark Horse or anything like that? Um, yeah, sure. If, if if the the invite ever 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 shows in my door, I'll, I'll probably take it. But yeah, I did I did I did one cover for Sashi when when it was in IDW still. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it was the only one. I love the character, so I, I would love to work more with with Yuzaji. Now, am I allowed to ask you? I'm going to ask anyway, but uh, any chance that we'll see any variant covers for you from uh, the Lost Years, the last Ronin book? Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah I'm, it'll, I'm be probably, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be like not not uh, official, uh, not uh, I don't know how you say that. It'll be retailer covers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, your your cover uh, for issue number one was the first one that I got. 
So it, it was one of those yeah. things. That, and um, I had I had a couple of those. And those are the ones that I think I just sent one of them out to um, our friend in Sweden who did. Um, I don't know if you saw. He did a YouTube video of the animated Last Ronin. So he I think animated, I saw that. Oh, it was three minutes. It's, it's 3D. Is it, it's 3D, right? Is it that, is. It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. So we, we got together with uh, our friend Ben Bishop, and uh, we sent him a little care package. And uh, your cover made it all the way over to Sweden, so he has your cover of that. Nice. Yeah. I'm glad you like it, man. I, I really love that cover. really like oh, how yeah. it came out. I, I do, too. It just uh, it, it has that really cool vibe of, of being um, – you know, pensive, like like he's thought, he's he's thinking, and and um, it, it just really reminiscent of uh, like like a Dark Knight Returns sort of thing, and mm. I, I really enjoyed it. And I'm a big Batman fan too, so and Daredevil, the the people that usually hang out on gargoyles, so that was that was <laughs> <laughs> that that makes total sense now that I think about it. So <laughs> that's pretty fun. So so we're yeah, going to see years. That's great. Um, yeah, with with this. Um, is there anything that you're excited that you're reading right now? Like uh, whether it's, it's independent or if it's like Marvel or like what, what kind of gets you excited as, as a creator? Like, um, like are, are you reading uh, comics currently? Actually, it could uh, be a novel, not, you know, wh whatever you're reading. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm not reading anything right now to be, to be honest. Uh, but the last thing I, I read was uh, uh, ultra mega, ultra mega. Ultra Mega, Ultra Mega, yeah, uh, by James Harry, and I, I, I'm really, uh, I, you know, uh, James Harry's work is it's sort of where I would like to sometimes that I mean, I, I look at his work and I think, damn, this guy, he reached, he he, he got to where I want to be with with, with the artwork, you know, is the perfect, is the perfect combination of uh, of American comics and manga, and so, so I really love his work. So the last, the last thing I, I read was Ultra Mega, yeah. But I'm not reading anything. Uh, yeah, and I and I just read Les Roney as well. Uh, I, I got I got a copy from Ben Bishop. I I, uh, I haven't re read till a, a few uh, months ago, and I really love it as well. Uh, so I'm really Granite <laughs> State. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got it, Granite. So I'm really excited to, to, to see where they're going to take the the, the, the last year's storyline. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really curious what they're going to build up. And it seems like a fun alternate universe for, for the Turtles. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And some great characters with Casey Marie Jones and April, yeah. with the, the cybernetic hand and leg. So, I, I mean, we're excited. And it's it's one of those times where it's like when The Last Ronin came out, then you've got like, the Turtles movie came out and the Turtles video game and all that. It's the biggest time since like 1991 where the Turtles was the most important thing ever. There was no Marvel movie, you know, it was in between like DC movies. It's, this was the most important thing. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's just one of those things where, you know, that doesn't happen often. So it's, it's pretty special. It was pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Speaking of uh, of Granite State, we heard that you had a, a really uh, interesting time there um, at, at Granite State. Uh, what did you think of uh, New Hampshire and uh, and the folks that came out to Granite State? Ah oh, man, I love it. I love, I love it to be there. I love to meet all the fans, all the the beach kids. They were really <laughs> really nice to me. And, and I mean, and 
about Hampshire, I mean, I just met that one street, you know. It was the hotel and that one street that in front of the hotel where the bars the bars were. Yeah. And <laughs> at the first day, I, I took a walk with, with my wife and we, we walk around and look at it. It was pretty, it's, it's a pretty charming place. And, but, you know, I didn't have like the chance to like actually beat the town and, but as you far as I see, like a forest or something, you know. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> not, nothing like that. Yeah, but yeah, I'm but glad when, when was we, nice to you. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was great. It was great to hang out with fans and with and with all the guys. Ben, Kevin was fun. It was it was really nice. And it it was a surprise to me that this is sort of like the the Reddit state is sort of like the a secret turtle convention, you know. Yeah. The, you guys had uh, your own room uh, too, just turtles. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that. And I, I met Eric Talbot, which I've, I've been a fan for years, and wow. I met him. It was awesome. It was. He was really nice. His artwork is killing it right now. I just saw some of the stuff that he did on uh, Instagram. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's insanely good. Uh, uh, I, I was going to ask if there was anybody that you met. Was that was that the first time you got a chance to meet Kevin? Or no, no, I, I met Kevin back in 2016, I, I think, in San Diego. And, and well, Ben, I know, I know him. I think around the same time, I met him around the same time. And yeah, no, it was. Uh, I, I think Eric and the, the guys that I met there now with Eric, uh, the Scorza brothers. Yep. Uh, from Les Roni and and Luis, the colorist, uh, who was really a nice guy as well. Yeah, he so, did some so, yeah. work too. I, and, you know, I don't think yeah. enough people talk about the colors. Uh, I think that he did a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah no, he's really good. And, and you look at you look at his portfolio. He can really like adapt and and, and fit his work with with the artist's work. You know, he's not that that colorist that. All his, all his work is the same. No, he he, he kinds of he has this the ability to to adapt his work to the artist's work. So so that then that's perfect. Uh, yeah, he's really good. Do you do you like to color your own artwork, or is that something where you feel that's like a whole thing unto itself? No, I, uh, I enjoy coloring my 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 own work. I mean, on covers, I usually do that. Uh, almost ninety nine point nine percent of the time on covers, I'll be the one coloring it, uh, and 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 because I'm, I, I think I'm always like already pitching my work in, with colors. Uh, I had some hard times sometimes to to letting it go, you know, to, yeah. to someone else, someone else coloring it, but you know, it's part of the game, so. The, and that that's one of the reasons that in Shredder in Hell, I, I had coloring coloring assistants that helped me out with like the more uh, heavy part of the work. But uh, the final look, it was it was me like, like uh, tuning it up, to, so everything was like the way I, I had in mind. The the way I was like visualizing, and but you know for to. to to do co to do comics and 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 do the pencils, the do the inking and do the coloring is it's just it's too much work. So you have to team up. Oh, yeah. This is uh, 
unless you want to spend like 10 years working on a book you'll unless have to do simonson right you know it's like, yeah, yeah. like or, or eric larson i suppose you know yeah i mean there's some there's some guys that it's almost annoying <laughs> like the, that that guy Gigi Cavanago, you know him. He's doing he, right now. He's he's working on Magic Order. With, yeah, I, uh, I know Magic Order for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's he's doing like the uh, uh, one of the one of the, the the chapters from 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 one of the runs from Magic Order. Gigi Cavanago. He's he's European. I'm not sure if he's from Spain or something like that. But he does everything. He does. The pencils, the inks, the colors, and and wow. he's he's amazing, and I'm so envy because he managed to do like you know, I mean he, he must be really fast because for me that would be impossible, you know. He knows what he wants, I guess, you know, and it, maybe maybe it's that sort of uh, connection that you have between what it looks like in your head and what it should look like on the page. I, maybe that's a skill that that we uh, we have when we're a little kid and we're making our our comics. You know, oh yeah, here and you know, Batman's gonna fight GI Joe. You know, <laughs> like stuff like yeah. that. But yeah. yeah, but also when I when I when I work with with advertising here, I, uh, I was an illustrator, and I mean, I did like animation, character design, illustrations, all sort of things. Uh, related to arts for for advertisement, and I had to do it all, you know. So, and 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 th this was the moment where where I was uh, getting. Uh, I, I became a professional while I was working with that. When when I started working with that, I was an amateur artist, and I started working with advertisement, and I became a professional working with that, and. There was no other way. We had to do. I had to do everything. You know, there were some projects that we would collaborate in the studio, but uh, most of it, most of the times, would be like each artist working on a, on a different project, mm -hmm. and you, you have to do everything. You have to color. You have to, you know. So I, I think that's one of the reasons that every time I'm drawing something, I'm already picturing how how it will look with colors. Uh, I can avoid it. Unless, unless my my final goal is to be black and white, then yeah, I will not. If you were doing a moda, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's great. So, would, would you um, would you ever consider doing uh, like a manga version of the turtles or anything else like that? Uh, knowing that that's kind of something that that you uh, that you enjoy for yourself. Um, no, I, I think it would look fake if I try like to emulate like to like, be a manga or something like that. I, I, Oh, I'm thinking be, in your I, style, but yeah. yeah, but but in my style, I'm I'm always trying to do that. You know, I'm always trying to get my manga influence and and put it on put it on paper and in and and of course, it's not it, it's not something that you can like say it's manga right away. But if you look, if you pay attention, you can you can see the influence. And I'm always trying to throw that influence uh, to inject the influence on the on the work. Uh, Mainly because I think it works and it's great. So yeah. Oh yeah, it definitely works. And and I I agree with you too because if you show like the face close up reactions, you know, with like a little, eh, you know, on on the the forehead, it's like yeah, that's straight out of manga. It's like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I do that. If you if you take my, my my run on the on the on the turtles, there will there will be a, a number of times where there will be like the little sweat coming. Mm -hmm. I was I, I would just not do like as iconic as some some manga artists do. The little, the little sweat, uh, 
I, I do that all the time. So yeah, so it's there. It's there. I love it. I, I love the facial expressions and all that. And and um, I mean, I, I even went so far as like they somebody three D printed like uh, versions of your turtles' heads to go on the uh, the turtles' bodies, and I actually bought those. So I was just like, I hope one day they come out with something that it's like, here's the Santa Loco turtles. You know, that would be so cool. Yeah, there, there's... Did you ever get like a statue or anything like that? Did they ever say, hey, you can make this? Uh, well, there's this guy, this Russian uh, sculptor. Uh, I, I think his company goes by the name of uh, Recollection. It's easy to find on, on Instagram. And he did a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, 3D scopes of the turtles based on my drawings. He did like Shredder, he did, he did uh, Hermit, you know, the, the, the uh, Hermit uh, the Crab. Yeah. He did, he did all the turtles, he did like Leo and stuff like that. And well, he did a lot of those and they are, they are, they are really spot on. I mean, you, you look at it and you say, well, this is my, this is some local turtles. This is some local shredder. You can you can you can tell right away. And well, he said he sent me one one of the uh, uh, is. Uh, God, I think I, I, the, I, have one. I don't know if I can find it, but word in English. Yeah, I do. I do have one, and they made a Jenica too. It's super tiny. I don't know, but I mean, like that's just why I was mentioning it because. These things are uh, everywhere. This is from Break Collection. I don't know if you can see that, but yeah, 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 that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Is this you know, and it's yeah. this is Leo. So this is Leo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know it's great, but it's it's super super small, like two inches, and and yeah, like yeah. That. And I I think that the um, the game, the board game, also has your artwork. So yeah, like, yeah, it's it, really. You have this indelible mark on on the turtles and it's like everywhere you look it's there's this little piece of influence and you know it's just it's it's so exciting to me because i'm like wow that would be just great it would blow my mind so yeah and now uh there's this uh this french company uh called fairy bulls and they do like this uh really limited series uh handmade sculptures and they, are, they, they, they got the, lic the licensing from the Turtles, and they are doing uh, a Matilson local Turtles collection right now. Uh, the first one is out is, is Raphael. Uh, you can check it on my Instagram. It's, it's oh, there. Sure. I posted yeah. yeah. And yeah, and that's so, there, there will be like this diorama of the four Turtles in Splinter. And they're, they're releasing one by one. And the next one will be Leonardo. And so, yeah, so as far as, Action figures or statues or something like that. That that's this this Russian guy and the the French guys. And for some reason, the, 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 French, the, the, the French the the French TMT the French TMT fans they love my work for some reason and they see the Mobius. <laughs> <in it. That's laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, I was just trying to what's what's big in, in French comics? Do they still like Asterix? I don't I don't know what you know. I maybe. think they do. Yeah. yeah, I think they do. Yeah. I think that well, was they, big in Tintin, right? I, and yeah, yeah. So Tintin maybe maybe that there's some sort of correlation there. I don't know, but but Mobius, yeah. I mean, yeah. But it, not to be confused with Morbius for anyone's listening. It is not to be confused with Morbius at all. So that's that's really hard. 
Yeah, it's really hard for me to say Mobius because here in Brazil we have this this uh, we are used to like turn uh, English words or foreign words in in a way that we say it. So everyone in Brazil called Mobius called Moebius. Okay. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> So it's just it's just different. Yeah, every, it's one of those things. Yeah, that every, every, every time I'm going to every time I'm going to mention Mobius, I have to. It's Mobius, not Moebius. <laughs> <laughs> Moebius. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm in Chicago. The, the Mobius it, sounds it, odd out here, like sassy. Yeah. So that's, that's how they sound. So, uh, so speaking speaking of sausage, uh, are you a fan of pizza? And um, what is your favorite uh, topping on pizza? Uh, that's easy. Is pepperoni, the old standby, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 classic. We do, um, we do a pizza recipe on every episode, so I, I'll do a pizza one. Um, this this episode's going to actually have uh, pizza buns, which is like a bow, but it's like made with pizza. So I'll I'll have that on after our interview and all that for our listeners. So um, it nice. definitely is going to have pepperoni because that's that's my favorite. My favorite's pepperoni and mushrooms, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a perfect combination. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. Do, do you um, do you get into like the gross toppings and all that when you're like uh, drawing the turtles and you're like, oh yeah, he's got like anchovies and peanut butter and stuff like that on it. Uh, if you if you if you pay attention, usually it's pepperoni and mushrooms and maybe some pepper, uh, onions and stuff like that. Yeah, you're like, we're not going to spend spend the detailing on the pizza, you know? Uh, it's like, it's the iconic pizza, you know? If you draw a pepperoni pizza, everyone's going to understand that it, it yeah, is a pizza. Yeah. Is there any uh, Easter eggs that you planted in, in any of the Turtles books that uh, maybe people aren't aware of? Like something that maybe you hit in, you'd be like, oh, this one has uh, my favorite band in it. Or this one has, like, I drew a picture of my mom in here. Like, anything like that that you can think of? Yeah, there's a lot of them. Uh, a few, but people people catch up. Uh, like uh, I put Walter White and uh, and and all the warriors, you know, the, the warriors from the from the movie, the eighties movie. Yeah, the, I love that movie. Yeah, uh, uh, Storm, you know, uh, Mohawk Storm. Oh, cool. From the X Men. Yeah, all on that final final issue, I guess, from uh, CD Fall. They were all there. They are all these guys are there. With the with with Shredder in the teaser, but I also like a lot of small things. So if like I have I have a few uh, uh, paintings on my walls that uh, there are in the turtle lair. If you look if you look at it, no Akira kidding. books. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Akira, uh, uh, Akira books. Uh, Kaneda in the bike. Uh, and and uh, Cam Clark did the voice of Leonardo and Canada, so you know there's that. Oh, really? There. Yeah, yeah. He oh. did the voice the uh, the English version. Cam Clark uh, did a uh, Canada, so yeah. It might be Canada. Yeah, I don't know. I, I say it that way. So Canada, Canada, yeah, Canada. But I say Canada as well. So yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, that's that's great. I'm gonna have to look for that now. So thanks. Uh, yeah, there's a lot that. of tiny tiny stuff like. And, and and usually when I'm doing that, uh, and, and and Honda Honda Patterson was coloring the book, I will send I will send like pictures to her. Uh, look, this this is the color of this painting right here. This is how you should paint that. So is it she still has in the, the layer? Is the question? Do they still do they keep uh, it going forward? 
I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't think so. That might that might be a question I, I should have asked uh, uh, Bobby when when I talked to him. So that's oh, that's so awesome. I I love that. It's you're just bringing like a little piece of your world into theirs, and it's uh, it's what we call meta. I think. Yeah, but I mean, also when you when you when you having to when you have to like draw a room full of stuff, it's easier to to like look around and pick stuff that are around you to yeah. fill the, the the space. Then, especially if 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 it if it matches, you know, like one of one of the paintings I have here is like the street art, uh, sort of engraved in, in engraved in wood and with graffiti on it. I say, well, that's something the turtles will have in their in their oh, life, yeah. you know. So if if it if it fits, you, you can see the the uh, right there in the back with uh, the dog with the star. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this this is in the turtle lair. You, you just have to oh, look so at look look in the the Christmas issue, uh, that old Christmas issue. Uh, it's in the lair. Oh, so yeah, fantastic. we just look around and now oh, what can I put here to fill the space? And you look around; it's easier to do that than to like, you know. That's great. I'm so glad that that we came to that because that's just that was such a big question that I always had, and now to know that you've got these paintings and that's just really fun. That's that's great, and, and it seems like you just had so much fun with the book. So I, I hope I one did, day we get, we get you back for some sequential art. You know, I know, I know you kind of moved on to some other things, but maybe it'll be like a one shot or or something. But uh, I, I'd love to see that. I'm sure a lot of people would. Yeah, man. I, I actually, I, I was you know, ideally uh, I'll I'll be like doing the turtles already uh, again. Like, ideally for me, uh, I'll be like like swinging between uh, bouncing between the turtles and personal work. And but you know, with the pandemics and all that. Uh, uh, it was really, it was not an easy time to to to, oh, yeah. to to anyone, and so now 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 I'm finishing my 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 creator owner, owner project, and but as soon as I finish with that, if, if everything goes well, I would love to be back to do, do something have, with um, turtles. But besides the turtles, do you have like a dream character that you'd like to do um, a book on? Like, is there one character you're like, wow, that's the one I want to get? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I would love to do something with the Thundercats, actually. Wow, you know, that is, I think, the best answer I've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had, uh, because... I did have uh, Freddie Williams on who did the uh, Thundercats and Masters of the Universe crossover. Yeah, that was, yeah, that yeah. Was that's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> that was awesome, yeah. So, uh, I, I uh, had... Thundercats is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I has I have some I have some a lot of ideas about what to do with the Thundercats. <laughs> I'd love to do that. They were at Wildstorm, so that means that you'd have to talk to uh, Jim Lee about it. So you can talk to yeah. uh, Jim about yeah. that, and you know, because I I, ha I I haven't met Jim Lee, but I have my connections. Maybe I can get to him. <laughs> like, hey, this is this is where my head's at. What do you think? You know, with all these yeah. uh, Thundercats uh, stuff, yeah. like they're releasing these Super Seven action figures now for Thundercats, and so they're they're really popular. You know, yeah. so maybe maybe there's a chance, but that is a great answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should check. You should check on my, on my Instagram. There's a lion. I did a lion and his narf. And oh, okay. you can get 
you can you can have an idea where I'm where I'm going with these ideas if you're curious. Oh, definitely, and, and uh, I'll make sure everybody checks out your Instagram, and it's uh, at at Santaluco underscore art, and on Twitter it's at Santaluco. So, and yeah. then you can also check out at Stout Club. So yeah, and, that, and uh, also stoutclub.com. Stoutclub.com. Uh, okay. Yes, well, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check some of that stuff. With it, I thank you so much for joining us. It's it's been awesome talking to you, and and I mean. Thundercats, you just blew my mind with that last piece. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm super excited to see that one. But um, for uh, for our, our listeners to go and check you out at these places, is uh, is there any other place that you like people to interact with you um, on social media? Oh, man, mainly on Instagram. Uh, I mean, Twitter, I, I've i tried <laughs> I've tried to post stuff there, but uh, it, 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 it doesn't seem to, to you know, it doesn't work that that well. It doesn't have the same impact, yeah. Yeah. So so mainly on Instagram, but at, at least for now, mainly on Instagram, and and yeah, so that's it. And that's and thank cool. you as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me, and thank you for bearing with the bearing with me with the English English. Oh uh, yeah, no, you're, <laughs> you're you're fine. You're fine. I I look forward to hopefully seeing you next year at uh, Granite because I I should be there at uh, Granite State and. We'll get to say hello, and you can meet my co-host, uh, Eric, when, when he's back. So it'll be a lot of fun. Nice. Nice. All right, Looking folks, forward to it. With that, um, I will be right back with your pizza recipe for the day. It's pizza time. And now, in a segment that we call Pizza Time, where we discuss any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or pizza-related food, I give you pizza time. Today on Pizza Time, we have a recipe called the Pizza Man. Pizza Men are stuffed hot buns stuffed with Italian-flavored filling. Just like Nuka Man, they often are seen at Japanese convenience stores, or as you could say, they're most likely only seen at convenience stores. Their cheesy and savory flavor is quite popular in Japan, especially among young students. These hot treats are great in the cold season. Pizza Man is a simple bread filling. The white bread part is soft and tender, the filling of tomato and meat sauce and cheese, which supposedly tastes like a pizza topping. Like Nukaman and Anman, the Pizza Man comes from the name of the cake, Myogen, which is filled sweet. Even though Myogen is Japanese sweet cakes, this is a savory Myogen Japanese that people love eating for a snack or meal. So let's start off with your ingredients. For the bread dough, 100 milliliters of warm water, 2 tablespoons of yeast, 200 grams all-purpose flour, 3 tablespoons of sugar, 1 teaspoon paprika powder, 1 teaspoon baking powder, 2 teaspoons oil. For the filling, 1 quarter brown onion, 1 clove garlic, 1 tablespoon oil, 3 and a half ounces or 100 grams of ground beef, 1 eighth teaspoon salt, some pepper to taste, 2 thirds cup of tomato sauce, one to two tablespoons of ketchup, one half cup mozzarella cheese shredded. Instructions. For the bread dough, dissolve the yeast in a warm water and let it stand for five minutes. In a separate bowl, mix the flour, sugar, paprika, and baking powder. Mix yeast, water, and dry ingredients with oil in a stand mixer using a dough hook for 10 minutes or until the dough becomes elastic and smooth. Shape the dough into a ball and put it back into the bowl. Cover with plastic wrap and let it rise for 30 to 40 minutes until doubled. Deflate the air from the dough and make it ready to use. For Pizza Man, chop the onion and garlic finely. Heat oil in a frying pan with garlic. 
Add beef and cook until the beef is browned, breaking apart into small pieces as it cooks. Add chopped onions to cook for a few minutes until the onion gets very tender. Season with salt and pepper. Then add tomato sauce and ketchup and cook for a couple of minutes. Cool the meat filling to room temperature, then add your mozzarella cheese. Next, cut the prepared dough into eight equal pieces and shape each into a ball. Roll the ball into a 5-inch or 12.5-centimeter round and put one-eighth of the meat mixture in the middle of the dough. Pinch the dough and wrap the filling, then shape it into a ball. Repeat for the remaining dough and filling to make eight Pizza Man balls. Finally, place the Pizza Man balls on 3-inch parchment paper squares. Put them in a hot steamer, place them about 2 inches apart or 5 centimeters apart, and cook at a medium-high heat for 10 to 12 minutes. And that is your recipe to make some delicious pizza men. Cowabunga, dudes! Thank you for listening to the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. This podcast has no affiliation with Eastman, Laird, Mirage Studios, IDW Studios, Archie Comics, or Nickelodeon Studios. This podcast is a member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. Check out thedorkening.com for other podcasts. Epic Tales from the Sewers is recorded by Justin Cooper and Eric Will. Greetings! We are the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast, the bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right. We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons. I don't know. Help me out here. Music. Pants. Quoting video games that don't have dialogues. Shabibans. Tasty news. Unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia. Butt breathers. Uncomfortable nature facts. Or how to install a samoplage. And unlike all those other podcasts, we at Retroidocubus have an exciting rotating host schedule. Do we? We sure do. So, if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week, like me, worry not, gentle listener. Next week, we'll have a whole new host. A problem. Hey, they might still suck, but they'll suck differently. And you know what's really cool? Retroidocubus is part of the Dorkening and Inebriar Podcast Networks with new episodes every technical Tuesday. Which is like every other Tuesday. We named it. Anyways, you can listen to us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or any podcast player cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all things that make growing up awesome.